Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and this episode is Beginner Tip 18, where I'll talk about how to balance your swim, bike, and run training. This is one of the most common questions that I get, and uh, I'll start off by giving you just a simple rule of thumb that can work well as a starting point if you're fairly balanced across all three disciplines, and that would be to spend around 25% of your time swimming, 40 to 45% on the bike, and 30 to 35% on the run. But that is just a starting point. There is no one-size-fits-all solution, and how much you do in each sport can really vary drastically from one person to another, depending on many different factors. And I'll actually, a bit later in this episode, I will talk you through some examples of athletes that I coach and how they differ a lot in their training distribution between and the balance between the different disciplines, all based on their different backgrounds and goals and those sorts of things. But the, before that, the factors that determine how much you should train in each discipline and how to distribute your training time, they include your strengths and weaknesses. Like, do you have a very strong discipline that you don't need to train as much or a, a weak one that you need to train much more to get it up to towards the same level as the others? Also, your injury history. Do you have a history of injuries in a certain discipline? Like running is a common one, for example. Uh, Many athletes need to keep their running volume relatively low due to injuries. Then it also depends on your goal, race or event. If you're training for what for you will be a very long event, it can be maybe you're even if you're a beginner you you're training for half or even a full ironman and one of the examples that i have later is training for a full ironman as a beginner then that will determine how you should train as well because for those longer events the bike becomes relatively more and more important but also the run compared to the swim whereas in the shorter events there is a more even balance and uh, the bike run and swim have slightly more even distributions for shorter goal events but then it also depends on your specific goals for that event or in triathlon in general like if you have a specific time goal for any triathlon event it may make sense depending on your level to work a lot on your bike because that's the largest portion of the triathlon so potentially if you're not already a strong biker that's where you can gain the most time but if you take the long-term view and you want to in the long run become the best triathlete that you can be then you might not do it that way you might actually do more even distribution to make sure that your swim develops at the same rate as the bike and the run because that's often where age group triathletes fall short is on the swim and but if you have a long-term view even though you're not going to have maybe the same race time in your next race because you're kind of sacrificing some bike and run time for some swim time It may make sense long term because you will raise the ceiling of what you can accomplish in two or three years time, for example. And finally, your overall training volume also plays a role here. If you have a bigger training volume, then you have kind of a bit more leeway to play with how you distribute your training time. If you have a a very small training volume, like you train maybe four or five times per week, even six times per week, then 
there's much less that you can do, less variance in your training volume because you need to get a certain minimum amount in in each discipline that you just can't skip. So, so then you have uh, you have less room to wiggle room to to make different experiments with with your training volume. But still, these other things also come into play. But your overall training volume does definitely impact how you can balance the disciplines. All right, so. I mentioned that the rule of thumb, do you can keep this in mind as a reference, that was 25% of your time spent swimming, 40 to 45% on the bike, and 30 to 35% on the run. That's uh, that rule of thumb is for a balanced athlete with uh, the goal of general triathlon improvement and uh, but yeah that's it basically. No injury history in any of the of the sports or not, no particular injury history. So now let's get into some examples of athletes that I coach. And I digged down into my training peaks and looked at their statistics for the year to date. So basically January through April, how much percentage-wise have they been spending their time on swimming, biking, and running? Uh, I excluded strength training here in uh, in this analysis and just focused on of the swim, bike, and run training, how many percentage is... Uh, is swimming, biking, and running uh, specifically, but uh, most of these athletes, or no, three, yeah, three out of five, have done quite a bit of strength training as well. Maybe ten to fifteen percent of their total training volume has been strength training, which is uh, common as most of these months that I'm looking at, January through April, are winter months. So the first athlete has uh, a distribution of uh, almost exactly. One third, one third, one third, 33% for each of the disciplines. This uh, athlete uh, does uh, a very small volume of training, four to five sessions per week. So that uh, makes it, you you have to get the minimum work done in each discipline. So that makes it pretty much a no-brainer to do a similar amount of work in each discipline and just try to maximize that time because you can't go go too low. Like it makes no sense to do one 30-minute swim session in a week. You'd rather do one one-hour se- swim session in a week if, if you only have one swim session to play with, for example. But what we have done with this athlete is we've done block training. So if this athlete has had four or five sessions per week, then we might have a three- or four-week block where three out of five sessions in any given week might be a bike workout or a run workout or a swim workout. So for a period, they focus mostly on one of the disciplines and then just maintenance in the other so one bike or run or swim so that's that's kind of what you can do as well so if we were to look at a more micro level like a month basis for this athlete the distribution would be much much different it could be 60 or 70 percent for one discipline and and a very small percentage for the others the next example is uh a beginner athlete that is training for a goal Ironman in uh, November. Uh, she has a, a bit, pretty big history of running injuries uh, that uh, she had when she was uh, running before starting triathlon. So, so we have been very careful with her running, and therefore it's much lower than the the rule of thumb that I mentioned earlier. So for her, the distribution is twenty nine percent swimming. 49% biking and 23% running. And uh, this 
comes down to the fact that she's training for an Ironman. The bike is super important. It's going to be a long, 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 long day out. So this is why the bike training is uh, very much emphasized. But also the running has been de-emphasized while we're making sure that she can handle the uh, the run training that she that she has, which has been working really well. And now she's making great progress. So that run training, I, I'm sure that when I go back in, let's say, October before the race and analyze May through October, that 23% will be probably around about 30%, 28% to 31%, 32% or something like that because she's proven that she can handle it. But for this period, uh, we have been conservative, and that makes this distribution very different from the uh, from the rule of thumb that I mentioned. And this goes to show you that the goal event, in this case, an Ironman, and injury history both play a big role in determining how you should balance the three disciplines. My third example has a distribution of 23% swimming, 44% biking, and 33% running. So that falls right in that rule of thumb that I mentioned. Uh, it's a balanced standard distribution, a good starting point for most beginners. And uh, uh, this athlete, uh, he also, when he started working with me, he had had a bit of a running injury history, but... Not nothing too much, and he's pretty low volume anyway. So we've been uh, able to to have his run volume at that thirty three percent, and it's been going very well with that. So so this is uh, yeah nothing nothing more complicated than following that that standard, a balanced approach for balanced improvement across all three sports. The fourth example athlete is uh, similar, 25% swimming, 46% uh, cycling, and 28% running. So the slightly reduced running here is mostly due to, to the weather conditions in wintertime, and uh, it's been quite rough and, uh, and a lot of cold weather, really difficult to run outside for this athlete. So, so we have slightly reduced that, de-emphasized it, and focused a bit more on the, on the swim and run. But this is still very, very close to that standard a uh, very balanced approach that I recommend. So not not too much of a deviation, but I would say that if this period that I analyzed would have been summer months, then the run would have been a bit higher than it is for this athlete currently. And then the last one, for so for these four ones, before I looked at the statistics, I could have guessed pretty, very close to the to the actual answers, what their distributions would have been. I was very well aware of that. But for this fifth one, it uh, surprised me a bit. The distribution here is uh, 27% swimming, 35% uh, biking, and 38% running. And I wouldn't have expected that big a running volume. I knew that we had uh, emphasized running a bit with this athlete because she is one of the few that has no injury history whatsoever. And she has had uh, a few interim goals here for the spring with a few running races, which has made us emphasize that over the biking, which has worked well in this case. Conditions have been good enough to, to do running outside most of the year. And uh, but still, I I went had to go back and look at why is it thirty eight percent because that's quite a lot. I thought that it would have been maybe thirty four, thirty five percent, and it turns out that uh, it's because quite a lot of her long runs have been combined walks and uh, long runs. So first going for a walk with uh, her friend for thirty to forty five minutes, forty five minutes usually, 
and then running right after that for another 45 minutes or so to to get up to an hour and a half or so of total time and the walking has been a pretty brisk walking so so still getting the heart rate up a bit so so that that explained it to me but it also shows even without like that those extra walks that maybe bumped up the volume a little bit for the run the distribution here would have been something so, something very similar but but with the running a bit de-emphasized and maybe a bit more on the biking but still the running would have been a bit higher than than for most beginner athletes and this is a case where the in- interim goals and the lack of injury history has made it possible for us to do that so to summarize you need to consider your strength and strengths and weaknesses your injury history your goal race or event your specific goals if you are time goals for that event or your goals for improvement in triathlon in general you need to consider your overall training volume and the time of year and periodization are you doing block training are weather conditions making it difficult for you to do one sport at this time of year etc etc and all of these factors go into balancing your swim bike and run volume the rule of thumb that i mentioned 25 percent swimming 40 to 45 percent biking 30 to 35 percent running if you also add strength and conditioning then that could be 10 to 15 percent of the total training time and uh, you just take a bit of time from each of the three disciplines in equal uh, proportion so that's about it i hope that you enjoyed this beginner tip as you can see there's a lot to think about when it comes to balancing but i do hope that this uh, episode and the examples especially and explaining why the distributions looked like they did has given you a good starting point if you need extra help with this definitely check out my coaching services on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash coaching to see if my coaching may be something that interests you i really emphasize the communication between myself and the athlete a lot to really get to know you as well as possible which is what helps me decide on on an individual basis for you what your ideal training intensity distribution will be at different times of your year and your triathlon progression if you have suggestions for future beginner tips send them to me on michael at scientific and that's michael with a k or if you want to ask about coaching of course it's the same email thank you as always for listening keep training smart and keep loving triathlon